Dímelo mi gente, it's your girl Alex. And I'm Astrid. And we are the Latinx sister duo of Call Your Sister Podcast, a podcast for related and unrelated sisters everywhere. Every week we call each other to discuss topics like motherhood, sex, yeah, we do have sex, dating, Latinidad, mental health, and much, much more. We're highly opinionated and love talking to each other. So sit back, relax, and listen to these two real-life sisters talk about everything under the sun. Don't forget to ask a fellow sister her thoughts on today's episode. Remember to subscribe, share, and tell us what you think. You ready, sis? I'm ready. Are you ready, sis? Bueno, let's talk. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to... I mean, yes, this is a new episode, but this is a special episode. This is our one-year anniversary. Can you believe it? Yes. We started this over a conversation over the dining room table, and we were struggling on when we wanted to get started and how we wanted to get started, and the pandemic hit, and Alex and I, um, you remember, Alex, we were like, hey. Might as well just do it, right? We have time now, right? (laughs) Yeah, I actually do remember. It was pretty wild because I think when we first started talking about podcasting is when I first was like really into listening to other podcasts. And I was like, we can totally do this. So yeah, I'm glad we finally did it. And Call Your Sister podcast was born. So... This episode, we're going to do something different. We're actually going to highlight some of our favorite episodes. I would say for me, uh, my first, if I had to go all the way back, I would have to say I definitely enjoyed talking about toxic relationships, part one and part two. And if you're trying to figure out what episodes those are, those are episodes three and four. That was a very good conversation, especially to highlight how you can be toxic in relationships and how the other person can be toxic in relationships. So let's take that, listen to some of those snippets. What is a toxic relationship? I just feel like anything that doesn't like benefit you or tries to like, um motivate you or uplift you in any type of way is considered like toxic so um like negative energy somebody who's like trying to demean you all the time those are just some examples that i can come up with well according to the new york times um i found this article that was very interesting uh and it was an article where they interviewed you know, uh, a psychologist, uh, the name of the psychology expert is Dr. Lillian Glass. She is actually the author of Toxic People. Uh, it is a book. Uh, it was actually written in 1995. It's actually a pretty good one. And she defines a toxic relationship as any relationship between people who don't support each other, where there's conflict and one seeks to undermine the other, where there's competition, 
where there's disrespect and lack of cohesiveness. So in reality, when you take those things together, the thing that mostly sticks out is there has to be a consistency and unhappiness Mm -hmm. because I think people, um, I want to say they kind of, they kind of, use toxic very loosely so every time that you're in an argument people be like oh you're toxic right <laughs> like i can disagree with you bro it's okay right it doesn't mean that i'm trying to like ruin your life but right or like if someone will say i don't know if that's a good idea or somebody like you know like we talk about this all the time with friends uh if they don't support oh th- they're toxic and it's like no the the fact that you have that expectation can be toxic Mm -hmm. because Because i don't expect every person that i um am friends with to support everything that i do like obviously not everyone's going to agree with my views but well no but they can support you in different ways right like what i don't want you to do is sit there and be like alex you're dumb that's stupid like if you don't agree with it don't agree with it but yeah if you use those that type of terminology yeah it can be it can be toxic but we all use some toxic terminology Mm -hmm. um i mean even when you and i when we talk sometimes we can go there sometimes yeah and then we had to take a breather and come back Right. So I think the main things is to look for if you're consistently unhappy, if you have little to no support system, if you're dealing with the constant disrespect and how she said lack of cohesiveness. So, I mean, it's I think it's very interesting or very important to address the toxic relationship that you could be having with yourself as a result of the toxic relationships around you. And I say that because I can, I can be really, really hard on myself. Mm -hmm. Same. And that's because like the expectation of, you know, you cannot fail us was put on me from a very young age. Like, Like, I had to have the answers because the people around me didn't. The people around me was too busy dealing with their own trauma. I had to figure it out. So now when I'm an adult, like, you know, now with children, I see that where when I'm trying to, like, try new things, I I can be so hard on myself, so hard, and I have to take a step back. Yeah, I'm my biggest critic. I always tell everybody that like whatever you say to me is not going to be as bad as what I already said to myself. And people look at me like I have three heads and I'm like, Oh, trust me. (laughs) Whatever you say to me, that's like, you can call me every name in the book. It's nothing compared to what I've already said to myself in like the past. So go ahead. (laughs) Which leads to the next thing, which is how to identify toxicity in relationships. So I don't know if you noticed, Alex, but because of the way that we grew up with our parents, and it's crazy because even though you and I grew up in the same household, we have different experiences. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times you can repeat what happened in that house later on. So the friends that you might have around you, um, work, the things that you would tolerate at work, um, even, you know, why you clash with certain personalities. Um, I know that for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you, one of the cycles that I repeat is the way that I talk to myself. I was never nice. Like I would never encourage myself. Yeah, I do the same thing too. Like, especially if I'm like um, under a lot of deadlines, like I'm really hard on myself. Like, yeah. So how do you deal with that? How do you change that mind frame? How do I come out of it? Um, I think it took... It took a lot for me to start learning how to like be nicer to myself. Um, it took reading a lot of like self-help books and just trying to find things that made me feel good. Um, sometimes it's just calling somebody and just venting and they're like, well, you know, you can just divvy it up and you know, they kind of help doing that. Um, but yeah, it takes me a minute to like dig myself out of that mood though. Because I, once I'm in that mood, I'm in the hole. And I have to, like, really, really try really hard to crawl out of it. Mm-hmm. What do you do to come out of it? I take a step back. And I start asking myself, why is this bothering me so bad? I, like, I, because for the longest, I would do what you were doing. And... I found that that was me avoiding the issue instead of hitting it head on. So I would really sit with it and ask myself, why is this bothering me? Where is this coming from? Sometimes I would write it out. Sometimes, you know, I mean, going through life coaching really helped Mm -hmm. because it helped me figure out what are the thoughts that's driving this emotion? You know, and then when I started to really dig into my thoughts, I realized um, we all devise like a monster inside of us. Right. We call it a gremlin when we're talking about in life coaching. Mm -hmm. And usually that gremlin is established at a young age. And it is usually established because at a young age, it works as your protector. So for an example, if you're being bullied or you've dealt with physical violence, right? Mm -hmm. That gremlin is going to be like, you know, you shouldn't be here or, you know, you shouldn't go there. You remember what happened last time. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it serves as a protector when you're young, but then when you get older, it actually prevents you from moving forward. So it'll sound like, you did it again. You know better. You you should know better by now, but you don't listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. who do you think you are? You know what I'm saying? Or Or every time, and then you start to notice the pattern that when people start talking to you in that same sort of language, you get defensive. 
And that's why I was like, all right, I really sat with myself like, all right, what is, why does this bother me? So that when somebody does use it against me, I don't need to get defensive. I just be like, well, explain, explain why are you thinking this? Why, you know, because Mm -hmm. sometimes we create a story, we run with it and it's not the right story. Right. So, and I think that is, that is what we have to pay very close attention to because toxicity can be so subtle that we don't realize that it's there or we keep repeating the same cycles. And then when people are trying to tell us about it and tell us that is wrong, we get defensive. Automatically. Automatically. Like, like a switch. <laughs> right. Like what you mean that is a soul, you know, domestic violence is a perfect situation. Mm-hmm. every woman who you talk to well i'm not gonna say every woman because you know obviously not all situations are the same but in most domestic violence situations the woman is always at the defense of the person who's damaging her physically damaging her yeah she's like almost at his mercy yeah where she feels like she can't do anything else and it's like you have all these options you have a million and one options that you can choose from and you know typically it takes somebody who's been in domestic domestic violence like seven times before they can remove themselves completely from that situation mm-hmm. which is crazy if you think about it mm-hmm. i have to say the other one that i really did enjoy was the talk that we had with the fellas. It was good to have the fellas on and get their side of the story of what it is that men are really looking for in relationships. If you haven't listened to that one, I definitely recommend going back to listening to that one. It was good having guys on and getting their um insight on things so maybe we need to do another one with guys what do you think alex i mean yeah why would we have guys again i mean it's called your sister it doesn't mean that we're only about sisters we need to hell about the fellas too from time to time i personally would just like to point out that it was my idea to bring them on board so you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome (laughs) so if you do want to listen back to that episode that episode is episode 26 Let's take a listen to some of the things they had to say. This one was funny, too. What do you feel is the main thing women get wrong about men when it comes to cultivating relationships? Who wants to go first? Hmm. Main thing they get wrong, I feel like um, assumptions. Like not stepping outside of their comfort zone. Like you just assume something about a man rather than exploring it a little bit. Like women, a lot of women will be off put about something when they never tried it. You know, they're just, oh, I don't like that. But how do you know what you don't like if you ain't never tried? Like for instance, I'm kind of short, right? I'm only five, six, five, seven on a good day when it's, when it's warm. And I've had women tell me I can't date you because you're too short. And they'd be the same height as me, maybe even shorter than me, but I'm too short. But would date a dude that'll treat him like shit that's tall? It just don't make no sense sometimes. So, you know, I just think prejudging and just like 
stepping out, stepping outside of their comfort zone is, is, is the biggest holdup for most women. Agreed. Um, mine, I think women don't, they don't, they, what they get wrong is that men need as much care as they do. You know, it's, we need to be made to feel good. We need, we need to be, um, uplifted we need to be um, taken care of a lot of times it's meant to be the man you know you always hear oh he ain't taking care of his woman he ain't doing this men need that too men need to be told they look good they they smell good they're attractive right. they need those same things that women that men are almost trained to do for their woman women need to do for men as well because if that's we need that. We may not tell you we need that, but we we need that too. I agree. You know, I'm the married one, so yeah, I'm super single. Super. I, single. I will say <laughs> that I truly agree with that. Confident. I I will say that I have found that when I want shit done, I need to compliment my husband. But hold, hold on, that's not what I meant at all. I didn't mean, <laughs> I didn't mean, baby, you hey. can, can you help with the dishes? It will work, but that's not what I meant. I meant, you know, just to say they feel like it's nothing. Well, today, to periodically. <laughs> you know, this meant Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or if I put on a new cologne, tell me it smells good. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, like, oh, baby, you smell good. Like, I have no problem saying to my wife, if I she gets dressed, I'll tell her how good she looks. I'll tell her, yeah. you know what I mean? That she's turning me on and right. that's what men need. And I don't think men get that enough. Nope. They're, we they're, they're we, get, we get reverse compliments. They'll be, they'll be like, when you think you going looking like that? Yeah. When you think you going with some sweatpants on? Yeah. We get reverse compliments. <laughs> Not like, oh, you look good today, baby. Go ahead and do your thing. No, we get reverse compliments. Yeah. Why are you all dressed up? Yeah. Yeah. Where you where you think you go? <laughs> just trying to look good, baby. And then I would have to say the last one that I really did enjoy because it's my favorite topic. It's what money mindsets are you leaving in 2020? This was a good one because it was good to talk about the things that you realize after the pandemic and how it's so important to start with abundance and not from a scarcity mindset. Um, Alex even shared some of her ways of, of thinking of money, of hoarding her vacations. So that was definitely a good one. Yeah, I still struggle with hoarding <laughs> my um, vacation days and trying to live with abundancy but yeah i do you did drop a lot of gems in that one too like just saying my sister dropped some gems for y'all so y'all gotta listen back to that episode so here's a snippet of episode 24 what money mindsets you living in 2020 so if you do your homework some people who do day trading they will purchase from companies that have valid um it's called volatility. Uh, you know, it goes up and down. It's a, it's highs and lows. So mm -hmm. you want to purchase when it's low and then sell when it goes high. That's how you make money. 
But in order for you to make a lot of money with day trading, you have to invest a lot of money at one point and sell right away. I don't advise that as uh, an investor because you can easily lose your shirt. It's the same like gambling, right? right? So I prefer to be an investor that I will purchase stocks and hold for a long time. And get the dividend. Right. So dividend. when you, I said that, right, right? Yes. Collect ah, look at me <laughs> pronouncing words correctly. Right. So you, you, the way you make money is, <laughs> let me just give you an example. Zoom. If you purchase stocks from Zoom at the beginning of the pandemic, like uh, let's say around March area, right? And you've been holding those stocks up until I think it was around what uh, September or October time frame. It's called split. That stock split. I don't know how many times. So back in like March, Zoom was like sixty dollars a share. So for every share of the stock, you're gonna pay sixty dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So if you would have purchased a stock in like March and you would have kept it all the way to October, hell, even until now, but I'm going to say October timeframe, that stock went from 60 to 600. So you would have made all that money. That's $540 for every share you bought. So if you would have had a hundred shares, you would have made $5,420 sitting in your couch. That's why you invest in stocks. Right. So you you have to do your due diligence in doing your homework and paying attention to these different companies. You Maybe you purchase by trend. For an example, right now, Zoom is a, is a major that everybody is online. Everybody is getting their Zoom memberships. That thing is like skyrocketed. Now it's came down a little bit. So if you would have purchased a little later, if you would have purchased at the high price, you would have lost some money now, you know? But if you purchase and you've kept for a while, you would have made all that money per share. That's how you make money with stocks. So if you do, you know, your research and you investigate and you start looking at, you know, how much these people grow, depending on what kind of investor you are. If you're an investor, let's say like um, Warren Buffett, he's one of those investors that he doesn't take major risks. So he invests into stocks that he's going to hold for a long time. He pays attention to you know, their SEC filings, how are they doing? How, what's, what's their capital looking like? What's the liquidity of their business and stuff like that. And that's how he chooses to invest in those places. Some other people who are like, let's say Wall Street folks, they will say, invest in places that are doing really bad right now, but you know that they're going to bounce up from. So mm-hmm. for an example, there are some pharma companies that haven't been doing well right now and their stocks have came down. But if you know that they're a mature company and they're going to bounce back, 
if you've purchased at the low price, whenever they bounce back, you're going to make all that money from those stocks that you purchased while it was at its lowest rate. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for rocking with us. We enjoy doing this and building those strong sister relationships and just getting to talk, you know, converse again, get back to just having conversations. I think that's what I enjoy most about this podcast. I agree. For me is learning. I'm a huge, I have that learner mindset. So the more people we bring on, the more topics we discuss. I feel like I learned something new from every single episode that we've had. And I'm just truly like overjoyed of over the support that we've received because we literally started this over dinner. <laughs> so I'm just really happy to have all of you guys that are listening to us every single week who continue to support us. And I'm personally just very thankful. I know that as we continue to grow, I want to see us doing some live events soon. So getting that sisterhood together. Um, but for right now, I'm just taking it day by day. You know, I'm the little sister that I got to learn. Right. Astrid, this girl. As far as for me, I'm going to be on an island by the time you listen to this. Yes, I will be getting it in all the way in Jamaica. Yes, this is that save the marriage uh, vacation. <laughs> Happy five year anniversary to us. Uh, and may you have a blessed, blessed day wherever you're at. Hopefully you use this as inspiration to get started on whatever passion it is that you've been holding out on. Just start, you know, doesn't have to be perfect. Just give yourself permission to do it. So with that, love you guys. Until next time. Ciao. Thank you so much for tuning in. Catch us next week for a brand new episode. We drop every Wednesday. Follow us on Instagram at CYS underscore podcast. Tweet us on Twitter at CYS underscore pod. Like us on Facebook at Call Your Sister Podcast. Send us an email at CYSNation at gmail.com. Until next week. Ciao.